Good morning, everyone. Come on, you guys can do better than that. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning. Hey, look, the clock didn't get changed. Is anybody really thrown by the time change? Does that really throw anybody for a loop? Try flying to, like, the other side of the world. You know, an hour is not a big deal after having to do that. I I guess it's... uh, Some people really take a while to get used to that, but... um, you know, well, the sun for me rises so much earlier in my drive. So instead of seeing the sun come up like over southernmost Oklahoma, it was bless you. It was just uh, kind of in Norman and south of Oklahoma City today. Today is the 8th of November, 2010. Please make sure you check in with our attendance. This is our second day of working with Scratch. And how many of you feel like your project is really basic and maybe a first grader or kindergartner could have done it. I feel very inadequate. I feel very, like, ignorant. (laughs) There's a lot that I want to know that I don't know how to do. And today we're going to have a chance to share with each other what we've learned and play some more and create some more because that's the way we're going to learn Scratch together. So what I want to point out as we get started is that on our our, uh, curriculum links for today, I do have a link that says Etherpad Scratch Project Sharing. And again, Etherpad has this limit where only 15 people can be on at a time. So I apologize. It may be that not everybody is going to be able to get in. But I would uh, encourage you, as we're going through class today, to just post inside that Etherpad. You can put questions that you have about Scratch. I'll put one that I have is how do I get sprites to interact with each other, which is one of the things. I have two sprites, but I'm not sure yet how to get them to to talk and interact. I can click them separately, but just post questions that you have and then post stuff that you have learned. Your assignment for tonight is going to be to write a post on your blog about both of those things. What are things that you know how to do in Scratch? Kind of make a bulleted list. You don't have to do complete sentences. And then what are things that you have questions about? Um because we are going to um, be doing Scratch for um, the, uh, all, all of this week, and then uh, next week you're going to continue to work on your projects. And the only way I think possible to learn this is to do it and to make stuff and to talk with each other and, and to collaborate. So, um, uh, update on quizzes real quick, and then we'll start with our video. I did grade everyone's Google Map quiz. So in Moodle, you should have a grade for your Google Map assignment. Everybody who turned that in did really well. The only small thing that a couple people um, needed, and I didn't take off for this, was make sure on the blog you get the actual permalink to the post. And the permalink, it says permalink on it. It, when you uh, link to our class blog, as an example, um, if I go to Shanor's post on Scratch here, there's a um, no. I don't think we can do that yet. I think I don't know, but I haven't tried embedding with, with Scratch. It's fine to um, you don't have to for that post. Where it has the time here, that's the permalink. And sometimes you were copying, the, so a couple of you copy just the address that's for your entire um, blog or whatever. But make sure you click on the time to get the permalink when you, when you turn in your post. Yes? Uh, 
Mm-hmm. The only one that I've graded that you've just turned in is the Google Map assignment. I still have voice all of 25 of your voice threads to grade, and I've got your blog posts that were due last night to grade. Uh huh. The checkpoints blog post was turned in was due last night. So the first one you should have a grade for, but the second one that was due last night I didn't stay up last night and grade all those. So. Take a look and see and send me a message if you've got an individual question. But, but the first quiz that we did on a checkpoint should have a grade, but the second one should not. I have not graded that, nor have I graded your um, quiz on the voice thread. But I'll have your voice threads graded Wednesday, and I'll try to get your, um, the, the checkpoint quizzes graded too. Um, on the topic of quizzes and tests and things like that, if you um, look that next week we're not going to be in class. You're going to have two assignments that are going to be on your own and the lab is going to be closed and, and you're not going to have to come to class. During our regular class time next week on Monday, we're going to have our second on our second exam, exam two, which is going to be a take-home exam. It is going to be all multiple choice. It's going to be 10 questions. And you are going to just have 30 minutes to complete it. So you're going to have um, three minutes per question. And um, it's, going to just, it's going to be online and you get that one shot. If you're going to have a problem taking that, which will start, the window for that will open at 11 o'clock um, next Monday, let me know if we need to make a, a alternate arrangements because that time is, is bad for you. Um, but that's going to be class on Monday. And then on um, Wednesday, we're going to have a video that relates to Scratch to watch, and we're going to continue working on our, our projects. Yes? So is every single one going to be timed out, like your three minutes, and that's going to be like four minutes on one? Two? Okay. So it's going to be three minutes on each one. Okay. Yeah, three minutes on each one. So we're kind of experimenting. I, this will be the first multiple choice I've actually done like that in Moodle. Um, my goal is not to get, have a getcha. It's actually to just kind of check and see that everybody's... Um, Staying up with our assignments and our readings and things. And I went ahead and put into our assignments page exactly what is going to be on the quiz in terms of content. Last time I gave you the exact questions because they were all open answer. Um, this time they're going to be multiple choice. So basically you're going to have two questions on the heroic journey project, two questions on the moral imperative, one question on our scavenger hunt activity, two questions about Google Maps and Geo Apps, two questions about Scratch, and then one question about that video, the flip classroom, which I showed, I think, last week on Monday. So make sure you have taken a look at those things, and it's not going to be bad and hard, and I think it's going to be actually a lot easier for you than doing a open answer because it's just going to be multiple choice, and it's not going to be, it's not going to be terrible. So anybody have a question as far as assignments or next week's schedule? If you have not turned in one of your assignments that's been due, please send me an email to my North Texas address and let's visit so you can get that turned in. Um, there are a couple of you that have not turned in a couple assignments and you definitely want to get it turned in um, for late credit so that you get those points. Even if you've got your extra credit on your scavenger hunt, you're going to still want to get all your assignments turned in. Yes? Um, your number on the not work. Which number is that? Oh, really? You didn't get a voicemail? Okay. The number is wrong or it's disconnected. 
Okay, good. Thank. Well, that's not good. That's bad. But thank you for the feedback. Thursday, I gave a presentation for a bunch of folks in Norman, and I misspelled the word hero on my slide. And and thankfully, somebody sent me a little message to tell me that. I felt really dumb. So I'm glad to know that. And I. what probably happened is I need to renew my Skype number, and I will do that. So, anything else? All right. Well, let's take a look at our video um, to start. We're not going to watch this whole thing, but this is a video that Karen Brennan, who is a doctoral student at the MIT Media Lab and is on the Scratch team, uh, posted. And this is about the 2010 Scratch Day camp that they had at MIT uh, learning about Scratch.
volume down a little bit. Um, how many of you had a chance to introduce Scratch to a young person? Did anybody get to show it to either their own child or a child that they knew? What was that child's response to Scratch or did they get to? My daughter loved it. Yeah. How long did she work with it? Um, I know just for like a few hours. She just played with it. I didn't give her any direction. I just told her basically what you told us because that's all I knew anyway. So we just sat with her laptop, and she sat next to me, and I was on mine. And, and then she just did her own thing. I didn't even pay attention. She figured out almost, she figured out a lot. <laughs> she could tell me a lot that I didn't know yet. Okay. Cheryl, what did you do? Well, I showed it to my little brother. I put it, and he has no laptop, so I just downloaded it on his. And, like, he had fun. Like, he really enjoyed like, trying to figure out what it said. And he actually, um, on his Mac, actually recorded his own voice. Uh huh. Like, you know, it says, like, meow or whatever. Right. He recorded his own voice. He had a lot of fun with that. Very cool. Well, you know, this is an example. All the stuff I'm, I'm teaching you or trying to teach you this semester, I know quite a bit about. Scratch is the place I'm the shallowest in because I haven't had a chance to teach it before. But I have heard about it. I have seen it. And I know that it is a very rich and deep environment for creating, communicating, and sharing. And as you can kind of see from this video with this workshop that they had at MIT this summer, there are a lot of educators who are learning about Scratch and probably the most important thing to do when you want to learn about Scratch is to number one, play with it because you've got to play. And number two, share and, and teach each other. So that's what we're going to basically try and do today in class is share about Scratch. And if I could create, and I don't have time this semester, but if I could have an after-school club at my girls' elementary school, this would be what I would teach. I would teach how to do Scratch. And I wouldn't teach it because I know how to do everything right now. I would teach it because I know that it's a very powerful environment, it's a supportive community, and that Kids are smart, and they can figure out a lot of stuff, especially when we give them permission to go out and be creative and then also share back what they know how to do. So I bet there's a ton of stuff that I, – I bet there's more things that you don't know how to do now than you know how to do in Scratch, and that's okay um, because we are, we're going we're gonna to learn together how to, how to do some of this stuff. So before I um, – let me make sure I'm not skipping over something here. Before I show you the very modest, very modest Scratch project that I uh, started myself, um, I want to do a little quick app share, and it connects to my Scratch project because one of the things I love is photography, and Scratch allows us to bring in custom backgrounds, and it allows us to make custom sprites and things like that. So one of the first things that I did was I imported um, some, some photographs. And so I'm going to demonstrate really quick this uh, $2 app called Camera Bag. This one isn't a free app for um, iOS, for iPhone or iPod Touch or, or iPad. Uh, but here are some examples of some photographs that I created with this. So a couple weeks ago, my family and I got to go to Frontier City, which is kind of like the Six Flags of Oklahoma. This is our family. And... 
I had this app, Camera Bag, on my iPhone. So all the pictures in this set are actually ones that I created in Camera Bag. Um, I'm I'm not showing you this one, but have you seen those kind of cards with the the rows, the the black and white, you know, and they have the rows? That's an app called Color Splash that just changes your picture black and white and then you get to use your finger and decide what's colorful. So Rachel's tail was pink, so that looked like a, a cool thing to do um, for, that, for that one. But um, this picture of Sarah, which I thought might be fun to bring into Scratch, was created with camera bag. And then this one, which is not a great shot, but anyway, it's one of me. It's with this fisheye lens uh, was, was created there. And, so, and, and this one was too. It, it allows you to add some different effects to your pictures and to do it on the fly so that sort of in not the old days but not so long ago if you wanted to do photo effects um, you had to usually have a program like Photoshop that would let you do that but now you can add those photo effects um, with an app so I love photo apps so my second page of my iPhone, or those, these are all apps. There's the color splash one. But this one is called Camera Bag. And so when I load up this app, I can either take a live picture, so I can put, click on the camera and take a live picture, but I don't want to actually do that. I will click on the one that looks like a floppy disk, which is kind of funny because we don't really... Oh, that's not what I wanted. I want the one on the far right. I guess it's supposed to look like stacked pictures. The floppy disk is to save. And so here are all the pictures that are in my uh, photo album right now or my photo roll and um, well, let's, let's play with this one here's a Halloween picture of Rachel in her mask so there are different filters that I can apply to this, cam- to this image and I can apply them repeatedly so this one is called Helga and I don't know exactly why all these are named the way that they are this one is called Color Cross. This one is Lolo, which kind of seems to really intensify the, um, the images. This next one is a favorite of mine called Magazine. And I don't think this, what does that look like? Polaroid. Yeah, anybody remember Polaroid cameras? Do you remember the stories of like people who took Polaroid cameras into the deepest parts of Africa and folks would have their pictures taken and thought their spirit was being, you know, yeah. captured. And just the magic of being able to see that appear, you know, before your very eyes. Anyway, that Polaroid cameras are, are, are amazing, but I mean, how about digital? No limit, basically, on how many you take. So, I don't know. I don't think that one's that, that amazing. This one's called Silver, so it kind of does black a black and white approach or black and white uh, treatment. Mono is a little bit I don't know, less shiny. Again, all these filter effects are things that would take a lot of adjustments and stuff. If I was in Photoshop or another photo editor, that's supposed to look like, I guess, a picture from 1962. There's another one here, 1974. So personally, I think it's good that my pictures don't look like they were taken in 1974, but if you want to make your picture look like it does, you can apply that one. Um, This one is called Cinema, which takes kind of the middle of the the image. this one has really weird effects. That one's as in, infrared. It makes it supposedly look like it's infrared. This is the fisheye one. That's the one that I uh, used for that picture of me. And then this is the original. So you can um, apply any of these to images that you have. 
you can load up a different picture. So um, I'll get another shot. Here's Rachel's a good subject. So um, it just depends, but experiment with these different choices. And then once I found something that I like and I want to go with, it's probably not that. Then I go ahead and click on my disk and then it's going to process the image and it's going to save it to my device. So now I have the original image that I saved in my photo roll and then I'll also have this image that has had that filter applied to it. And in the preferences for the program, you can decide whether you want the image to be saved at full resolution or whether you want it to be scaled down to like an 800 by 600 resolution. I went ahead and kept it the same so that I can crop it and do whatever, whatever else I want to with it. Um, and then I could go to, go to my Facebook and post it onto Facebook or I could share it on the Flickr or I could email it to Postress, whatever I, I want to do. But I think that's a really cool and powerful thing to be able to actually edit images and manipulate them on the fly because we were standing in line for you know roller coasters and everything here and of course we're talking and visiting but it's also kind of cool to be able to um, you know just play with these images and, and tweak them around um, I love this this picture sometimes the best pictures are ones you you know you just take off the cuff I think the most imp the most valuable camera you have is the one you have with you right because you can have a really nice, expensive camera, but if you don't have it with you at that time when that event happens or that moment, you can't capture it. So I think it's really a big deal that um, cameras in mobile phones are so capable today and that we can do so many different things. Um, any questions about camera bag or thoughts about... Did you say that you, could, um, that you already have a on your phone? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All the pictures that I did here, I took just with my regular camera, and then I brought them into camera bag to manipulate and change. So I personally prefer doing that just because when I'm shooting the pictures, I'm just capturing them, and then I'll go in later to, to tweak them, basically. So I have a post that I wrote that you can link to on the um, this Flickr group that I posted to and then it uh, talks about camera bag this was a program called diptych that lets you put multiple pictures together this is color splash this is called action camera which if there's movement it captures four kind of like a motor drive would and then that's pano which actually I used part of this pano image in my scratch project too uh-huh pano is an app and it is the one that lets you stitch together multiple scenes so you just and I just there's, did you guys see what's set up out here for this display on abortion um, I, I took um, several pictures and then it just stitched them together so and that, that is a, I think a three dollar app um, so some of these photography apps are not free but the ones that I'm using aren't you know seven dollars either they're a dollar ninety nine or three dollars or something like that anybody have another app that they use on Android or or iPhone or anything which does image editing that you like? Is anybody else playing with anything? Really? Okay. On the phone? The Photoshop? Cool. And what kinds of tweaks do you do with Photoshop on it? You just change like the colors. 
Yeah. And being able to crop, you know, sometimes that's a, that's a big deal, especially if you've gotten way too much information in your picture. Yeah. And that's another good thing about having a higher resolution camera is that you get so much. And when you crop it, it still looks good. It doesn't look pixelated. So, cool. Is that the Photoshop Lite or whatever, the free version? or Photoshop Express, right, which is free, I think, isn't it? Yep. Cool. I have that one, too. Anything else? All right. So, well, let's go to Scratch. I wanted to uh, use some of the things that we talked about. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to just share a little bit of what I did. And I would love for as many of us as possible to share something that you learned. I'd like to use probably about half our remaining time to share and then give us time to create and work. And I've got um, a set of cards that I'm going to print that will give us some different skills that we can teach too. We might use those or we might not. I know that it takes courage to stand up and share, especially when you're not rehearsed, especially when you don't feel like you're the master of this, you know, this content. But I bless you. I really want to encourage you all um, to share because... It's the way creativity works, and I think it's probably the only way that we can learn this program is by, by basically be, being willing to share with each other and expose not only what we know, but also what we don't know. And it's not a gotcha, um, oh my gosh, you don't know how to do that. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a real bonus to say, hey, I'm, lear- I'm trying to figure this out. This is what I've done. This is what I want to know. There are no dumb questions. You can ask any question you want. Uh huh. Okay. That's a probably a good question to start with. And um, why don't we answer that first, and then I'll share what I've what I've created. Does anybody else have an answer for that first before I give it a shot? Well, my Oh, wow. So she said that they're very, they get really frustrated because they're all different in college. Different. And so she said she wanted to show that to the bipolar child because it would give him an outlet for his creativity that he normally doesn't, he doesn't express well, I guess. And also for this, um, another girl in her class, she said it was very creative and they don't get to do many, like, art-type projects, like, hands-on. And she said they're talking about um, recycling that you reuse or use recycle. And the little girl actually went into the recycling bin and washed out all their water bottles and turned them into dolls. And so she said she thought that she would just like pick up on scratch instantly and love it. So she's going to introduce that to them. That brings joy to my heart to hear about you sharing that kind of thing. I'm serious because... Maybe it'll be another year before you're in your classroom. Maybe it'll be two years. But all of us have the opportunity to talk to different people and influence different people. And I think of Scratch as a real open 
environment for creating that has programming tied into it too. And um, so it, it is something that students who don't get a chance to be creative might get excited about. Students who um, maybe aren't either enjoying or being successful with the traditional ways of demonstrating what they know with paper and pencil or with whatever our other tests are. Anybody have another thought on so far? I mean, it's just our second class to talk about this. I like the fact that I think my daughter can really relate to the fact that when she did something, it was right then. It wasn't wait, do all this, and then see. She could see immediate feedback. gratification of yeah. seeing helped her want to go on right. rather than getting done with something and go, oh, man, that's not what I wanted. And so I think that's why it's a great program. And the immediate feedback of this, like, art and creativity is important. But you don't get feedback in the same way when you're drawing a picture as you do when you're trying to make something, do something on the screen here. And so the thinking and the logical reasoning and the problem solving and the figuring out is, in, is at a different level. I think it's qualitatively different than it is just saying, here's a blank piece of paper, draw me a picture. I think it's, it's different. And it's not something that we've necessarily spent a lot of time exploring together because use what's, I mean, using the computer in school now is a lot of times, hey, let's type our paper, right? Woohoo! That's exciting. Not. I mean, it's a big deal to be able to type our paper and we can share it easily and there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits to making something digital. But that's such a lower level use of technology that a lot, and I, I don't know, has, does anybody know now um, of, a, of a class or school that's been using Scratch before we've talked about this? I only know of schools in other places. I don't know a single one in Oklahoma yet that is doing it. No one in my community is doing it. So it's a pretty rare thing. So any other thoughts on how to use Scratch? Well, we are going to be asking that question and answering that question some more on our Scratch resource page that I've created. Um, one of the links that I have here under Scratch Basics is a link that says Scratch Tours. And there are a bunch of different projects. There's obviously a million projects that people have shared, but I mean some of those are people's first projects just like we created for today's class. The ones that they've put here under Scratch Tours are pretty amazing. And so some of these show us the possibilities of what Scratch can do. And we'll, I think that's probably an important thing for us to do each class is to spend some time exploring different things other people have made because it's kind of like we're going to approach this from both sides. We're learning some basic skills of what to do in Scratch. But then we also want to see the possibilities of what can be done in Scratch. And so we can, we can do both. I've read that, and, and you need to think about this too as you introduce this to your kids. You don't want to get people's expectations too high. Show them this fancy Tetris game at the very beginning and have them think, oh, wow, I'm going to make that in five seconds. You know, No, it's going to take some time to figure stuff out. But at the same time, you don't want to make them think, oh, all I do is make this cat go in a square around the screen. No, there's a lot more that you can do besides that. Um, 
I also have a link on here that says where is it? Scratch project types. It's right above um, the Scratch tour. And this is probably the best breakdown of possibilities for Scratch. We've ta we're talking about different wikis. Remember, wikis just a, a website that people can edit together. So people who are working with Scratch have built this together. And it lists six different main types of projects, animations, games, simulations, music, art, and stories. And then it gives other types, which it calls tutorials, remix, operating systems, programming languages, advertisements, and then spam. <laughs> So spammers are um, evidently putting their things on, on Scratch. So when you go to these different categories, then it'll give you a description um, of those. Your assignment for today was just to play in Scratch and create something. And um, so it, it wasn't, didn't have any boundaries in terms of, oh, you have to use this or you must you know, do such and such. So here's what I came up with, and I'll tell you what I learned, and then I'm going to invite uh, some of you, if you're willing to come up, just bring your flash drive and you can put it in and open it up and uh, be able to open your project. So I basically just uh, figured out how to import a background and how to import other um, sprites. So I'll just show you what my little project is. It's very basic. Did I turn my volume down? I did. Let me do that again. Did anybody figure out how to reset the whole screen? Yeah, I moved my people back again. I don't know what. So somebody can add that to the list. We need a question we have. How do we re rotate the screen? Let's try this again. Now that I turn my volume up. Have you seen the monster around? Oh my goodness, no! All right. That's it, okay? So not really that amazing. Um, what, I, the, what I learned doing this was, uh, let me see. Um, I learned how to delete the cat. So if I right-click on the cat, I can say delete, and he goes away. Um, this button here... Uh, is to do a new sprite. I guess I'll do my background first. Um, there are, I guess, scripts, backgrounds, and sounds. And so backgrounds, I went to import, and I figured out, because it says here on the background, 480 by 360, that that was the width of the stage. So I, I got that picture that I had uh, taken at Crack Axle Canyon in Frontier City, and uh, just resized it in a little program called Sketch. So there it is. It's a background. That was the first thing that I did. And then I wanted to bring in a couple different uh, sprites. So I clicked on Make a New Sprite. And sure, I could come in here and draw stuff. But you know what? The extent of my drawing skills are basically this. I can do a stick figure. I'm not a very good drawer. So I figured out that I could import... And here is, for instance, the uh, picture of Sarah. So I, I brought that in. And there are colors down here. How many of you have worked with some kind of a paint program before? What paint programs have you played with? Kid Pix. Kid Pix? Anything else besides Kid Pix? Kid Pix, Kid Pix paint. Do you know about Tux Paint? 
This is a related aside, but it's definitely worth mentioning. TuxPaint is a free open source KidPix. Okay? Not every school can afford KidPix. Kids can't necessarily bring KidPix to their house. TuxPaint, 100% free. And it is very much like KidPix where you can draw and you can bring in stamps and you can, I think, record your voice and it runs on Windows, it runs on Mac. You know, put TuxPaint on all your computers. Why? Because kids like to like to draw and they don't get enough chances to do it. And you don't have to use up any paper and pens when you draw on the computer. You know, they can make as many things as they want. So if you've had a little experience with a drawing t- program, you might recognize a few things about this. And by the way, I'm going to go into a little more detail about this. When you come up, don't think you need to talk for 10 minutes. You don't. These are the colors, and what I was excited to see, in addition to having a paintbrush, an eraser, and a paint bucket, was, ooh, the invisible color. So when I drop invisible paint on this black background, what does that do? It makes that fade away or become invisible. Now, it's not perfect. And so what I might do is also use the eraser And so this eraser, and I learned I could resize my eraser to make it bigger or smaller. And so right here within this environment, I can kind of do some tweaking to my picture. And I could do other things too. All right, but that's basically all I did. And there is the icon of Sarah. I learned also that when I right-click the sprite, it says resize, and so then I could make her a little bit smaller because I didn't really want want her to be that big. And uh, that's basically the same thing that I did for myself. Got the invisible color. I I kind of used that as a way to start off my process of of uh, kind of cleaning it up, and then I went in here and cleaned up. As a technique, when you're, com- when you're uh, using a tool like this, I usually will release the mouse because um, if you try to do everything in one swipe and you mess up, and then you say edit undo, it, undo- it done- undoes everything. But if I've just done that, and I say undo, it only does that, that part of it. So I thought that was kind of cool, and it's definitely good to know how to bring in different sprites and then, let's see. Um, I recorded my voice, so I don't have a microphone hooked up to this one. So when I say sounds record, it's not going to record here, but my Mac has a built-in mic. Um, and so I was able to record my voice. And then the only control things that I used was I said, oh, I renamed the Sprite, so I called this. Sarah, and I called this Wes, and so I did things like when Wes is clicked, move him, and it needed to go the other way, so I did minus 20, and I think I, I got a little bit fancy with the control, and I said repeat 10 times. And I said, wait a second. Or I think I did. I don't think I said, wait a second. I think I said, wait a quarter of a second. 
and then play a sound, which I don't have a sound in here, so we'll do the drum. So let's see what that does. That was basically what I did. And then with Sarah's. Alright, so not that big of a deal, but that's more than I knew how to do before. And did anybody else experiment with bringing in pictures? Anybody else do that? Okay, cool. So did I teach you something new? Alright, very good. That's what we want to do. Um, so, you do not have to share. You don't have to come up here. But I really want to encourage um, several of you to come up because this is... I am almost as new to this as you are, although, you know, I've worked with different programs and stuff. But of the hundred and whatever different little scripts that, that are on there, I've, I know how to do about as much as you do right now. Okay, so... Is anyone willing to come up and share with us what you learned? That's okay. That's all right. Just come on up. Yeah. Just show us something that you, you know, what you've made, and let, we'll talk about it a little bit. And that's the cool thing about the scripts and everything like that being visible in here is that we can we can look at them and you know kind of figure out a little bit maybe what we've done. Does that it should work in there? So. Wouldn't go in. All right, if you just go up to File and choose Open. Uh, no, you don't have to save. And then uh, click on Computer. Yep. On, yeah, click on Computer on the side, the top one on the left. And it may not. I don't know if this one will actually let us. Click Cancel and let's minimize. We may have to copy it over onto the desktop. I copied mine on there and said Scratch West. So try to um, go to... Go to computer here. It's okay. Uh, middle, there you go. That's it. This one may, this yeah. monitor may not be plugged in. Yeah, it never works. Let's try this. You have to plug it in and find different spots. All right, that's the sound that something has been detected. Yeah. So, oh, look at that. Oh, it even opened it right away. All right, take it away. to just kind of run but a little faster <laughs> with with the leap <laughs> with the leaping sound galloping and like maybe do circles or I don't know like I kind of just I don't I get fed up easily with these type of programs because I'm just too impatient mm-hmm. so um so you were wanting to, to have them maybe follow an animation path and do do some movement just like do a circle or something um, and I wish I could tell you what I learned, but I guess I already forgot it. Um, I, cause I, it ran off the page at one point. I thought I was going to have to redo my whole unicorn again. And, um, and I brought it back, but I don't remember how I did that. I don't know if I just I went down here. No. Oh yeah. I think I just hit show okay. <laughs> or something and that works. But, um, when I was looking at all the different, 
um, the ones that um, had already been done on the scratch site. I saw um, this one that I thought was really funny and it was catchy and um, and he did he had the same character all throughout the page and I didn't know how he did that and then when I saw the duplicate button I'm like oh I guess you can just you know right click duplicate and uh -huh. now I have two. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Good. All right, so as we look at your script, let's see what would happen if you move the move uh, 10 steps in uh, under your turns. So yeah, you've got it moving 75 steps and then turning. So, yeah, drag that um, move 10 steps after each of your turns. Look down a little bit. Oh, wait here? Uh-uh, just under each just turn. So you're going to turn 15 degrees. Oh, yep. okay, got, got it. There. Yep, and drop it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, now, now play in and see what happens. <gasps> it's okay. <laughs> Edit undo. Or click back on sprite two. Because was that on? Oh. Because that was, that's all right. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> and by the way, right, if that happens, remember you can undo it. As long as you do it right away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drag your um your your sound out a little bit so your play sound force the top one. Let's drag that out. Oh, you want oh. Yeah, there you go. Good. And then let's just repeat, yeah, and let's go ahead and put that at the top. So let's get this figured out a little bit. And then are you going to right click to show? Okay, there it is. Anybody who has a suggestion for what we might be able to do to this script so that the horse doesn't move, move off the screen so fast? Anybody have a suggestion? Okay, yeah, reduce the steps. So instead of 75, maybe 20 or 15 or something like that, 25. Okay? Let's give that a shot. So. <laughs> now, does anybody remember how we did the animation when we made it, the cat look like his legs moved? Do you remember what that was called? See, and I wasn't catching up on that. Yes, the costume. Well, we didn't have another costume for at least. But you said, did you say there's a way we could make I it? I think you can. So if you click, co uh, actually, go ahead and cancel and click copy. And anybody have a suggestion for how we can make Unicorn 2 a little different? The color changes. We could color this, yeah, change color. We could also do edit. So I'm thinking rotate or edit. Let's just click on edit. And is there a rotation? Yeah, there is. So let's rotate uh, maybe clockwise a little bit. Yeah. All right, sure. And let's click OK. Oh. Oh, that's a little too much. Okay. And so now let's go back to your script. And does anybody remember, what, what are we going to insert? Which one of our eight categories do we need to use if we want to make a costume change? What, what would we be changing there? Looks. So under looks, we're going to uh, do costumes. So yeah, let's do next costume. And maybe just as soon as you, um, 
Yep. Insert that basically four times. So have the costume change after each turn. Okay, let's give that a shot and see what that Did it seem to work? Yeah. It just went really fast. It was like, did you? Let's make it fast. How, how can we make all this happen faster? You can have it be less steps and repeat it more times. Okay. Good suggestion. 15 or 10. So yeah, try, try for five steps. And Like just do that, and then on, on all of your uh, oh. scripts inside, where it says, oh. "Yeah, you have to do all those spots." Now, this, and we're not going to do this yet, but this is where we could we could introduce a variable. You could have that, I think, as a variable. And now, instead of repeating four, let's repeat it um, like ten. And let's take the horse gallop out, the sound at the end. We'll just wait on that. Okay, and let's give that a shot. Woo! Try that again. So we've got some more movement. Let's put the sound back in. Well, actually, yeah. What would that? What would it sound like to just do that? <laughs> All right. So we got some more action. So that kind of iterative, let's try this, let's play with this. Even when you're going to sit down with somebody else can be a really good way to get your head around what some of these things can do. Because we need to kind of figure out some basics of how to move stuff and how to get things on and change things. And then we'll probably you know, come up with specific questions. So how did you get your art in there, your background? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> that was like the first thing I did. It was more... Um, well, yeah, this, that was obviously a sprite. Um, and then I think I just went to, um, what did I do? When you first come in, it says background. Does anybody know how to get you back to that? Stage. You have to click on the stage? Yeah, yeah. Like, give me that little green, like, go down. Or oh. you can double click on the Ah, there you go. Show me something. Because I knew that when you first came in, it said background. And then I think if you drag, like, the script on, like, overlap the two stages, they all go to the stage. So you can have multiple things interact. Um, what? Say that again. If you drag the like, if you click on your script, like click on that tab right up there. Where do you want me to? Uh, right uh, by background. Scripts uh, over here. <laughs> oh my, it's hard to pointing. look at what you're pointing at. <laughs> we need to give our laser pointer. Okay. Okay. Now, if you click on your horse down in the little box, the sprite of the horse. Okay. Right click on your script and click duplicate. No, you have to your cursor. Oh, mm -hmm. sorry. And then drag it over to where that little green, or you need the whole thing. Huh? You just, you just oh, did I? Sorry. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> just edit undo. Go up to it. You go up to edit. Then say undelete. Wait. Oh, goodness. <laughs> go up to edit and choose redo. 
Unbelief. You want to show? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking that. I'm not sure if it's... Okay, let's come back to that before we do, because this is one of the things I want to figure out for sure is how to make them interact, so... All right, so uh, and then just drag it over to the stage, like, no, down there, like, click. Just let it go? Yeah. Well, if you drag it over into where all the things are, it'll disappear, too. Yeah. Over here? Yeah. Uh, over here. I you on the stage. Well, I don't know. Somehow I did it and I then I clicked back on the stage and it was in the script area. See there. Oh. Oh, okay. And then if you had multiple. Like, so that means that they can interact. I think so. If you build the scripts not on the sprite but on the stage. I think so. Oh. <laughs> I could be wrong. Okay. I'm just it out. How All do you right. play it then? The same way. So instead of clicking on the uh, side, now you click on the stage. Oh, wow. But as you're acting. <laughs> Sorry. Get the green up there on the actual above. Oh, the on that one. Okay. And see what happens. Yeah, they both move. Yeah, because one's longer than the other. Okay. All right. Well, let's give Chelsea a round of applause. Someone else be willing to come share a little bit and have us take a look at your. I'll show you mine because I've been working on one too, and so I have one that I did like this weekend, and it's got a bunch of messy stuff, and then I have the one I just did. Okay. I don't know why I have this with me because I just did mine. Did anybody upload theirs to the actual Scratch website? Yeah, okay. I was going to uh -huh. say. I know how to. Uh -oh. You can probably click on your username. How does it already have me logged in? Well, I know, but why am I already logged in? I wasn't on this computer. <laughs> and just a second ago, I was logged in, and all of a sudden it said, Welcome, Stephanie, such and such. And I was oh, like, I, did that the other day. like oh. I was like, I'm not. Really? <laughs> maybe they're. Maybe. Uh, we're logged in as a lab. That would be like not a very good thing. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Okay, um, I think it'll start playing automatically, which I don't know why. Or it did earlier. I made this one, and this one's just a little girl. Okay, thank God. Stop playing. Okay. Yeah, it's really loud. I actually uploaded this music myself. I went and found it online. It's kind of annoying, but when you did just the loop of the music they had, it would, like, play it, and then it would stop, and then it would play it again. Did anyone have that problem? It's really annoying. So I just found this and uploaded it to iTunes and then imported it, and so it's <laughs> my friend says it sounds like a crappy carnival, but I'm sorry. Um, and then you can actually answer her.
is doing stuff over here. Don't think that stuff all changed on its own. That's going to be one of my questions. I don't know how to get the backgrounds to change on their own. Uh, so that's what I was wondering if you were I was actually over here pushing the, right here, if you see in my project notes, that's what you have to push to get the backgrounds to change. And so, um, and I had, if you see when she talked, some of the time, well, I should have opened my script, but basically some of the time when she talks, I'm just going to use yours. I'm using this. Well, here, go ahead and open yours, because if you go can back to the site, here, we can download it from the website. Now, you oh, can, can I? Yeah, I want to show you how to do this, because you can, so here, yep, what would you click on it? Just download the just project, download right? over there. This is so cool to be able to do. This is oh. a great way to. Yeah, she has a really long script. Uh, see, sometimes Whoa. sometimes she's asking questions, and that way you can actually give her a response. And then sometimes she's just saying stuff. And then I've learned, as I'll show you in my next one, like it's all about timing. Did anyone else have that? Okay, yeah. Did anyone have any questions over that? Anything that happened? No, let me let's take us through this because I'm. I want to get my head around what you... So you have one sprite. Yes. I have one sprite and three backgrounds. Or four backgrounds. Okay. And, it, and again, to see the backgrounds, you click on... Can you maximize your... Window? You know how to work. Steve? Um, oh, oh, minimize which one? Yeah, maximize. Oh, okay. Okay, so when you click it on the stage over here, right... If you click the stage, that's where your backgrounds are? Yeah, these are all of them. And these have the commands for ah. how to get the background. So you can... So that's how when you were playing it, you were triggering the background. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was doing that. You can't just let it play by itself. But she says she thinks she knows how to get the background. If you go to control, there's a thing that says broadcast. Okay. Right you can, like, Wait. you do that... Oops. And then you hit the arrow and you do new. You can say, like, go to each or whatever your first one was. Why? And then whenever it says, like, you would put that in, like, the timing, like, after she says whatever, like, okay. she's the girl. How did we get the script last time transferred over? You just copied it or duplicated it and then... Click. Did that work? No. Duplicate. You just. Yeah, yeah, put it over the stage. Get your mouse right on top of the stage and then drop it. Oh. Now click on the stage. Okay. And so. Um, like right here. Under control. It's, a dot. it's like halfway. It's under where broadcast was. Okay, when I receive. Uh -huh. And that would go like on the, well, I guess it would be the same, because that's the stage. So like where do you say when left arrow key press? Okay. You would replace that with when I receive, go to each channel. And I think that should work. Huh. So we can look at the reference what the broadcast tag does and what the when I receive tag. That's how the person, I, the one that I watched online, that's how they that's changed their backgrounds. Like they had, there's a song, it was a monster mash, 
Okay. So like whenever it would like say a certain line, you would say broadcast whatever, and then on the script it would say when I receive this, then change the background to this. Okay. So, so what does it mean when it's saying receive? Is that like saying when this when that happens, when that like, event happens? Or? I think it's just when you receive like the broadcast, like it. It's just like a message in the program. Uh huh. So it's a trigger to yeah. say when when this happens, then go on to the next step. Do we want to just play to that point and see if it'll change on that? Sure. Yeah. I'm sorry about the song. Oh, it's really great. annoying. <laughs> What's coming up? How's the typing coming up? It's a. Oh, it's asking. Yeah. So you're using the ask. Yes, exactly. I didn't think it. Maybe you have to actually, like, here, is there any way? Well, that may not be the exact right syntax. You know, whenever you're having to type something in and code it, instead of just drag it, it may look for a So click on backgrounds and let's look and see what the language of your background is. So it's, yeah, it's Beach Malibu. That's right. But for these, I, like, imported them. Right. So, like, maybe you have to, like, find a way to import it into the broadcast thing which I don't know how you would, because the only way you can do it is like this. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll look in the, um, in the reference PDF to, we'll, we'll, we'll work on trying to figure that out. Show us what else you learned here as you did that, because this is, we're kind of like going into things we want to figure out. So you've, you've added the ask tag, which none of us saw before, which basically prompts and waits. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah, it says and wait, and so it will actually wait until you give a response. Okay. Which is why I couldn't, like, um, what can I not do? Well, in my next one, I have them talking to each other, and it's all on a time thing, but on this one, if they don't answer in the right amount of time, like, then messes the whole time sequence up. Right. So. Okay. Um, and then something else to note is, yes, last week when we did our first one, we were using that when the green flag is clicked which is kind of a universal get the project started button, mm -hmm. but you can also say when the sprite is put, and there's other, other commands too. But Yeah, and my other one, when you press on the sprite, they say stop poking me and things like that. Okay. Like, <laughs> Anything else you want to share from this one as far as what you learned? Um, I don't, I don't know what, like, because it seems like everyone out here who are responding, like, they, they seem to know what's going on, so just, like... Do you want to load up the other one that you just... Work on? I don't know what everyone, I don't want to repeat to you what you already know. Uh, you're safe. <laughs> this one, I basically took what you were saying that your daughter did, yeah. and I tried to figure out how she did it, and so, <laughs> oh, it's already playing. Okay, and so, okay, this one doesn't have any sound because I couldn't work on it in here. So you just have to read. It's boring, I'm sorry. I was just seeing how to get it to work. There are no apologies necessary. <laughs> sure. All right, I've never done this before, so. So you've got the scripts interacting with each other. Uh, are you clicking? Oh, clicking? I'm not clicking. Yeah, on so see, you've got them interacting. Okay, so, so download this one and let's look at this one. Uh, so yeah. So this is a great example of how wonderful Scratch is for figuring stuff out. Because when you work with kids on this, there's going to be lots of 
some stuff you don't know how to do. I don't know how to do this stuff right now. But when we say download it and it's been shared, then we can go in and look and see. So explain to us a little bit about what's going on. It's exactly like my last one. They each have their own individual script. They're doing their own thing separate from each other, except that it's uh, I just fixed all the timings to make them interact oh. exactly opposite each other. So you did it based on timing, not based on. Oh. I didn't actually make them interact. So this is one way to do it for it's like. Space interaction. Yeah, it's like a simple way. Yeah, my daughter was having to click. She was doing like arrow. What? You would have had to know what her commands were because I was doing three like seconds. Got three seconds, eight seconds, yeah. 15, 25. She was making hers on click, like one of the arrows, and that's when they mm -hmm. would talk to each other or kick them all or whatever. For like simple things, I think this works, but and it incorporates math. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, and then you can also do this, which, so you can actually watch it on big screen, which I'm not going to make you watch that again. So, but instead of watching out of this little bitty box. But yeah, that's one way to do it. Do you know how to make a minute on a different <laughs> level than adding the I'm second? I'm thinking maybe if you make a script on the stage. Yeah, the script on the stage. I'll have to practice that. Yep, we can experiment with that see. Yeah, me too. Well, I think you have to like create each individual script for each right and then just like put them all on. That's Move them to the stage? But I'm not, I don't know. Okay. I'm well, we'll, we'll experiment with it and, and figure out. Any other? I looked at the Monster Mash one. Okay. And the way they did it is under. Um, Do you want to come show that one? Okay. Or you can type it in to get your Monster Mash. You can do it. Oh, you know it better. I'll just. I don't even have to push log out. It'll log me Thank you so much. I clicked on Scratch. I'm all in your name. Yeah, it must in be my name? doing yeah. it with, with like a computer lab. Okay. You know, when we're in, in the lab, we're behind a, a little IP address or whatever. So. Do you want to watch it first? Uh-huh. Okay. Pretty cute. It's kind of long.
Oh, I don't even remember what mine is. So here's a good reason, I guess, to log out. There's 70 gigs breaking 225 scripts on that. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And they had the part that I thought was really cool. Why didn't that open? Oh. Um, they have a whole sprite, and it's just timing, like right here. And so, this is what I was talking about. So they did, like, whenever the flag is clicked, wait, oh, and then okay. I'm just, I, my head just connected with this. So when they all say when green clicked, all the timing yeah. begins, basically. Yeah. And then it just waits and for 27 seconds. And they go, yeah. oh, yeah. I just, my brain just got back. So they I was thinking, how are you clicking the green flag all the time? Yeah, so they all start. Oh, so like during the song, like this is the zombies have fun, and that triggers. So it is a timing. It's a timing thing. That's gonna be hard. So like, I am not when yeah. I receive, they mash, show that, and do the costume. So that's, that's yeah. what I meant. Whenever I it like broadcasts really like the the signal. Yeah. So I noticed that on your show. Okay, so like it says when I receive, they match. So where is they match? It's under the timing. So it's on the stage? No, they have theirs as a script, or as a sprite, and there's a script for all of them. Okay. So it's not on the stage? Those are the backgrounds. Okay, so they've got the backgrounds on the stage swapping. So they've got different events. The first event's called Laboratory, Vamps, Feasts, Ghouls, Electrodes. And so that's when it changes the background. All right, so let's go back to Sprite 2. And this is when it's broadcasting. Okay, so is, it, is that like announcing that that's the event that's happening right then, I guess? I think so. Because this is like, these are part of the lyrics from the song. So uh -huh. like, whenever it says eerie sight, so that's when. So it looks like they timed it that way to, to make the timeline of the song, and when you come to that second, we're going to call that working in the lab. Or yeah. eerie sight. <laughs> they misspelled eerie. That's okay. Yeah. How did you see the mouth to move on like the the like when he was singing? I think they probably just changed the costume. Like one of them would be with his mouth open, and then like one. Can click on it. Can it show it? Like if you click on the costume. Um, maybe not. Or they have. Oh, there's different ones too. Like. Does that one have his mouth open? No. That one he's smiling. And these would be dancing, I guess, because they're <laughs> leaning back and forth. Alright, well that's very helpful to think about this. I mean, that answers a big question about changing the background, is that the stage in a story that you're going to play through, the stage has timing that it says, at this time, switch the background to something other. So, my question is, for our assignment, what do we need to actually have on our scratch? Does that make sense? Like, do I haven't figured it out yet. Like <laughs> that? No, we're not going to make something that fancy. <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet. In fact, my thinking is that probably we're going to have an option to share several several things rather than a big project. Creativity works better when you make a lot of stuff and you make a lot of mistakes mm -hmm. rather than just say, you've got one big project, make one big thing. Mm -hmm. 
So I will come up with those guidelines by Wednesday, and I'll let you know. Um, well, let me ask you guys, do you have thoughts on this? This is intimidating to see somebody do this, and I, I can't make this today. For this person, also, like, when you click on their username, they have, like, a whole series. Like, these characters are all... Go back, yeah, go to their uh, field, because that's something else to see on there. So, you click on Swiftly, too, yeah. And this was shared a week ago. So, these are the projects that they They have all these. I guess it's called The Beach, Part 2, Part 3, Part 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Uh-huh. But I don't know what those are. I haven't watched them. Okay. Why don't we do this? For next time, why don't you come with some thoughts about what you think, uh, I'll bring thoughts, you bring thoughts about what we should do. My goal is, and the only way to do this is for us to spend some time playing with this. It's, this isn't the kind of thing that you can just wait till the last minute and I'm going to read the chapter and then I'll just you know, take the test. You've got to spend some time playing with it to make some different things. I'd like to give us choices and I'd like to encourage you to create you know, multiple things but you're not going to be expected to create the Monster Mash you know, <laughs> remix. <laughs> Can I show mine? Yes, please do. I had fun working with it. I think if you click on your username, did you, or is it I didn't upload mine. You're not required to share yours, but <laughs> I, would push you. I would encourage you to because, you know, the more you share and the more you do with this, the more we learn. Let's see, it's probably about the one that has the dots. So try the different, the, the next, the other one. The bottom one. Oh, yeah. That one has yeah. The Mac has hidden files, and that's why there's a dot. Do you want to maximize it? Make it in? Uh, uh, like full screen? Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Back and forth. Yeah. I did mine with a costume, like one facing each direction. How oh. do you do that? Is that just a flip? Um, you edited it? Yeah, I just like I copied it, and then um, you can just flip it horizontally oh, okay. or vertically. So. so was that a zebra that you imported, mm -hmm. but then you made it a second that was flipped the other way? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. So what's going on here? I think I did it the hard way, like with the timing and everything. Okay. Because um, I didn't find that the Monster Mash one where you can like send the thing. So mine, like I just played around with like how many seconds it was in okay. between each thing. Um, but I just had... So each one was kind of moving separately. Yeah. They so were once they start, they start they were totally a dance, separate. but they're not interacting. Yeah. They're just going on their own timeline. Okay. Yeah, so talk, talk us through what happens with, with uh, the strikes. Oh, look how you brought in those other letters, too. That's so clever. They have those. As, you can import them. Okay. They have, like, all different letters and numbers. All right. Um, okay, so this one is really long. But I just started it. I set it to where they always go to this position. So, like, you don't have to drag them back okay. like, to move them. That's a huge concept. You all remember, I'm sure you love coordinate graph coordinate plane graphing, isn't that just like your favorite thing in geometry? Maybe not. But remember X and Y axis? Mm -hmm. 
I have didn't introduce that before, but we have x and y axis here, and so you said go to minus 95, minus 127. Like, where is that? You can, it's over here. Like the way I did it is, like this one right here is where the mouse is, but if you actually put the line right there, then it says where they are up here. Cool. And so I just copied those. Copy those numbers? Uh-huh. So it starts over here. So you told it, when it's clicked, start with that costume, and then go mm -hmm. to that starting position. Uh-huh. And then play the cave. And that's just the background music. Uh-huh. And then it says we're playing hide-and-seek. Okay. And then that's just what makes it move forward. All right. Um, and then it switches. That's what makes them turn around. And then it waits one second and then turns back around to face to the right. And then that's still walking forward. And the song stops, so I just told it to play again. All right. And then still walking, turns around, walks forward, <laughs> turns back around. And this is where it, where the zebra, where it catches the zebra. Um, it makes it turn around, wait, and then I had it meow. There's not a lion noise, so it just meows. <laughs> and then this is what makes it run off the screen. Awesome. Okay, so that's everything the lion does. Now the zebra. The zebra is shorter. Um, it just, I have it switched to where it's facing the right direction at the beginning, and then hide, and goes to the correct spot, and then it waits until the right timing, and that's when it appears, and says, and then it hides after two seconds, and then I had it move to the other location. Um, and made it smaller because it's farther back. And then waits and then shows, says ha-ha. And then it hides again. And then it goes to the third. And that's when it turns around to face the left. And then it screams and runs off the stage. Oh, and then what about your letters? How did those work? Um, the letters, I just had them start like in this position over here. Oh, and then they waited 18 seconds. And, and I just did it with the timing. Yeah. So, like, that one's 18. This one is 18.3, 18.3. And you drug them where you wanted them to be, and then you said go to that position. Mm -hmm. Okay, so those are a couple big concepts that are important as far as the coordinate system, where to go on your screen. And then the rest of that was stuff we've seen before, maybe. We were showing high, we talked about that. I don't know if we saw the command. Okay. Watch it again. Just now that I know it's like why it's moving the way it is. Would you be willing to share that one on your... To upload it? Yeah. That would be um, awesome. I didn't know how to do it, so I... On your... Yeah, what's the... What's you can do it right now. You can do it right now. To my stuff? Go back to your... Go back to your actual project. Oh. Nope, not that one. Oh, it's on the wrong one. Oh, I exited out of it. Do you want me to save mm -hmm. first? Um, okay. Oh, okay. On the yeah.
and then choose a, oh, okay, and here's the thing. For category, let's put LTEC 001, or what, what should we do for our tag? If we do a tag, that'll make it easy for us. Okay. Just LTEC 4100? Okay. So let's just do, uh, but no, uh, no spaces. So LTEC and then 4100 right afterwards. Okay. Is that all? Yep. Oh, cool. All right. Well, um, I got your homework on there. It's a post about what you know, what your questions are, and make another project and play. Come back home. Thank you all so much. Great.